Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Today, I have with me Sir Michael. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today, we're going to talk about... Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing. Apparently, it's a non-linear life simulation game. And I seem to interpret that as it's a game about hoarding things and having a beautiful life. Having a beautiful life? Yes. On the surface. Interesting. It's just consumption simulator. It's just, you need more stuff. Buy a bigger house. Buy more things to fill that house. There's always more stuff to buy. Yeah, and it gets more expensive. Wait, you weren't necessarily meant to agree with me. Really? What am, what am I supposed to say? It's a beautiful wilderness survival game. It's kind of weird. There's like crafting elements. Doesn't quite gel. And yet it's fun. It's a strange mix of beautiful, pretty, twee cuteness and Strange jank. Strange jank from a kind of systems perspective. If I was doing a detailed analysis of like, why the game works. So what does the game involve? What does the game involve? You catch bugs. You catch fish. You build a nice house and decorate it. You make a nice island and landscape it. You attract villagers cute animals to come and live on your island paradise and Tom Nook profits from it all see from that it sounds like an, an incredible experience an incredible experience except for the Tom Nook bit how much time have you dedicated to this oh I should look it up I actually I'm pretty sure it's over 100 hours which is disturbing I, I actually haven't looked at my switch recently but at the time we recorded the Final Fantasy VII remake episode, I had already played over 60 hours, which is more than I had played Final Fantasy VII remake. So I would expect that by now it's over 100 hours. Some of that is AFK, but it still is a lot of hours. Okay. I think I'm something along the lines of 25 to 30. But how much is April? I don't know. I want to say something around 60 plus. One more thing I wanted to bring up. On Switch, it's only possible to have one island and one island owner. And fortunately, stroke unfortunately, April is the resident representative. Yeah, so for your island, you're a second class citizen, right? Like I'm, I am like, the one true resident on my island. Like, I'm the one who's calling the shots. Whereas on yours, on your Switch, April, your wife, is the representative and you are just on her island. So she's the one progressing the story. The story such yeah, as it village. is. Yeah. The progress of the island. So I'm always interested in how people play things because there's a million things, what feels like a million things to do in Animal Crossing. But fortunately, right, it, it all starts off with the, the Nook Miles app. And there it's like a, a journal of things to do. It's just an achievement checklist. I couldn't imagine anything better. 
it's so dry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It is nice when it pops up and you're like, oh, I did something. And you get a new title as well. Whenever you complete, you know, an objective in the Nook Miles app. You really are a fan of the titles. <laughs> I just, it, it's funny, the, the things people have called themselves. Do you have an example? Uh, I think we talked about some of these last time. Well, because we talked about this during a main app as well, before this ended up being a book club game. So, well, one friend is now Legendary Trash. Another is Shady Person. I'm still Anonymous Egg. What are you? I don't know. I thought I was something very basic. <laughs> something boring. You haven't changed it, right? You're still like the default or something. Yeah, I think so. Lame. Okay. But it's interesting to hear what people, what bits trigger people. Positive trigger, not negative trigger. What bits people want to interact with. Yeah. And what people engage with. So this is an achievement checklist. That's a good place to start. You engage with the game. And I liked exploring the game at that point. But the problem is, as part of this checklist, there's like five stages. You know, there's one that's achievable and then there's there's some crazy end goal where you've got to collect, I don't know, a thousand bugs, a million bugs. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah, there is one just for sh the sheer number of bugs, I think, as well as one for just collecting every bug, like one of every bug. And the same for fish. So there is novelty in collecting stuff, but that wears off. And then I feel you, there's some point where you hit a plateau and you realise you understand all the mechanics at play and then you do ask yourself what's next. It's it's actually a really simple game. That's the thing that's quite strange about it. Like it's actually very basic in a lot of regards. So there's a crafting system, there's a resource gathering system, but it's it's really basic and very shallow and kind of annoying in a way. Like I personally I personally never hit the rocks now. Unless I have a Nook Miles Plus daily quest to hit the rocks. I've generally just never hit the rocks. Because what's going to come out of the rocks? More stone, maybe some iron, maybe it's the money rock. But it's like, I don't want any more stone or iron. I mean, I guess I should be trying to get gold, but I just, I just can't be bothered. Because all that's going to happen when I hit the rock is I will most likely get some resources I don't care about. And then my shovel will break more quickly. And then I'll have to make another shovel, which will mean I have to get some wood from somewhere which means I have to try and find the right kind of wood again. I don't know. I personally find the resource and crafting system actually kind of irritating. So let me finish with what I do do every day as an absolute bare minimum. So I will go and find the message in the bottle. I will go in and check in the Nook Miles ATM because they're freebies. And that is it. That is all I'll commit to doing. Okay, I'm very similar to you. I will... Go and find the message in the bottle. I will go to the ATM and collect my free miles. Because also, you want to do it every day because the bonus miles, there's like, a, there's like a bonus for the number of days in a row you do it. So it maxes out at seven days. And then after seven days, you keep that bonus rolling on as long as you don't miss a day. I also will try and find the glowing spot on the ground and bury 10,000 bells. And then I will chop down the tree that grew from the previous like x days ago and collect my thirty thousand bells so that's my daily list if i'm feeling really like i want to dot all the i's and cross all the t's i will hit at least one rock and i will shake every tree until i find the piece of furniture because every day one of the trees on your island will have a piece of furniture in it i didn't know that yeah because you know the piece of furniture is represented by a leaf like a leaf icon. So if you shake the tree, sometimes a leaf will like flutter down from the tree and you can pick it up. It's a piece of furniture. So every day there's a piece of furniture on your island. But it's quite a faff because you have to go around every tree and you'll probably get stung by wasps. Even though being stung by wasps doesn't really do anything. What happens if you get stung twice? I, I don't know, actually. It's never happened. Oh, I used to hunt for fossils as well but i've completed the fossil section of the museum okay so i used to also hunt for fossils but now i just 
don't bother because I've got all the fossils. Thankfully, that was fun though. the The fossils, the fossils were fun because it was like a little surprise every day, and then you could trade them with your friends too. So we were. We we actually all finished our museum at about the same time because we all got to the point where we were just like, oh, I'm missing like one or two fossils. And we all went through and wrote down every fossil we had to find the ones we were missing. Then went through all of our spare fossils and just traded them with each other. So all of us completed the museum. I say all of us. I'm in some Animal Crossing chat group. <laughs> so everyone in there, we all finished our museums. In fact... Every day I wake up and I look at my phone and there's like a hundred messages in this Animal Crossing WhatsApp group. And everyone is saying, Celeste is on my island today. Sahara's on my island today. Here's what's in my shop today. Here's what's in Able Sisters. You know, they're selling like an Iron Man power armor. Do you want it? Yes, please. Okay, I'll send it to you. What's in Nook's Cranny? Oh, they're selling a kitchen island. Oh, great. I'll have one. It's crazy. Is this fun? Yes and no. It's fun when you get a new shiny thing that you want. It's not fun, all the work that leads up to it. I, I do think like I'm just playing a little bit each day now. I do think at the start, it was more fun because you were unlocking new stuff. And also, yeah, there was more of a drive to get stuff done because because new things were happening like the island was evolving you know more more animals were moving into the island you were putting down new housing plots you are unlocking new tools new visitors came that you'd never seen before like that fox that sells you the artwork are you bothering with the artwork yeah i'm bothering with the artwork when the fox is there i i buy a painting or a statue okay it's quite a fun game as well of like which one's real you were just cheating, though. No. <laughs> I I look at them, and I try and figure out which one's real, and then I double-check that I've got it right. Because I don't want to buy a fake. I know. But I will look through and go, okay, I think this one's real. And then I will double-check and be like, yes, I was right. Someone's like, oh, no, I was wrong. Good thing I didn't buy it. It's strange. It is really fun, like, when I finally caught the stupid golden trout. You know, like, I think I'm mostly playing for FOMO. This game actually has replaced Pokemon Go in my like weird daily game that's fun and yet also a chore. Like I used to play Pokemon Go and I used to try and spin a Pokestop and catch a Pokemon every day. You know, obviously Corona did a number on that because I wasn't going outside, but this has taken its place. So yeah, now I do those daily things each day. But there is also an element of FOMO to it, you know, because... At the end of May, it was the end of spring and the start of summer, which meant that a load of events changed in the game. So some fish and bugs were going to disappear and new ones were going to take their place. I was like, oh no, I have to catch a golden trout before June starts. (laughs) And I did just like dig up loads of clams and make fish bait and just like stand for an hour throwing like fish bait into this stream on the mountain and tried to catch a golden trout. I eventually caught one. I was really happy when I finally caught this golden trout. So, yeah, this game is just powered by FOMO. Because, you know, if you don't catch it now, it's going to be six months till you can catch it again. So when you mentioned this, the first thing I thought of was the, the wedding festival. Are you doing the wedding festival? I am doing the wedding festival. Every day? Whatever, you don't have to do every day, do you? You don't have to do it every day, though I am doing it every day. But you, have to, but you do have to do it multiple days. If you want to buy all the stuff, yeah. Although I have actually bought all the stuff now. And I'm thinking, what am I going to use all these extra heart crystals on? But during the event, did you question why, why you needed wedding-style furniture in your home? I'm never going to use the furniture, let's be honest. But if I don't get it now, it's going to be a year till I can get it again. Also, I I bought the wedding dress and the bridal veil and the shoes. I'm just wearing them. 
I just I want to look, I want to look pretty. Did didn't Emma Watson do something where she said she was marrying herself or something? So I didn't Emma Watson one day because you know the photos. I started out doing really nice, well composed wedding photos, and then as time has gone on, my wedding photos have just become weirder and weirder because I now know. In order to get the maximum heart crystals, you need to put something like eight of the wall decorations up and then like 16 other items of the right color kind of palette. And so you can literally just like put up eight bouquets and drop down like 16 chairs and take the photo and it's fine, which means that you actually have a lot to play with in how you can make the scene look and still get the max heart crystals. So there was one day where I was just dressed up in the wedding dress and then I had the animals all sat in the pews looking at me. I just took a photo of myself in the wedding dress looking beautiful. <laughs> Got 15 heart crystals. There was another day when I just put down a wrestling ring and <laughs> the two llamas are just in the ring, like lying on their packs. Took a photo. 15 heart crystals. I can appreciate the dress. I think I will try and get the dress now. That's worth having. I, I thought it was interesting, actually, because... Apparently, this is a translation thing. In Japan, when you create your character, it says, are you a boy or a girl? But in the English version, it just says, choose your style. And there's like no real gender to your character. So I can wear a dress. It's fine. <laughs> I look pretty. Yeah. I think I surprised people because I, I, I made the wedding wand as well, which looks like a bouquet of flowers. So I think I was dressed up as like a samurai or something. And some people came to visit. And I just pulled out this like wedding bouquet and then magicked myself into the wedding dress. <laughs> don't think people were expecting that. I don't think that's your only weird outfit. I think you're full of weird outfits in that game. I, I've bought so many clothes. I've... This Animal Crossing chat group has just caused me to own so much stuff. In fact, you ask how I'm playing the game, right? Yes, I'm doing the dailies. How am I really playing the game? What I'm actually doing, I am earning millions of bells on the stalk market. I am buying loads of turnips. I am using my network of friends and WhatsApp chats to find someone who has a good turnip price, like 450 plus and then selling all my turnips. And then I'm using my millions and millions of bells just to acquire everything. I'm just like buying one of everything. It's out of control. My island is just like covered in trash. Basically, like, we're all doing this, the people in this WhatsApp group. It's, it is literally, it's become a problem now. So I started like a month later than them. So I haven't hit this level yet, but... One of them, their house is full. And so they just started throwing stuff on their beach. Right? Their island is literally just covered in stuff. And then, that, to be honest, I started doing the same thing because I'm lazy. You know, I was complaining about the crafting materials. I just throw them on the floor. There's just like random rocks and piles of wood all over the island. And then sometimes I'll catch a load of fish because I'm looking for a particular fish or catch a load of bugs. And then I discover Nook's cranny is shut. So I'll just chuck all the fish on the ground. You know, there'll just be like fish tanks everywhere. My island is like a disaster. So, and in fact, all the furniture I'm buying, it's just going into storage. I haven't actually gone and sorted out the rooms in my house. My sister said to me that I'm living in Animal Crossing like I'm living in real life. All I do is amass money, buy stuff, and then put it in piles and never use it. It's a sad indictment of my life. I mean, I would be more offended if it weren't true. Should we move on? <laughs> on that sorry note, yes. I think 
the levels of commitment people have shown is quite interesting in this game. So for instance, have you, have you used custom designs for someone who's amassing all these outfits? Personally, no. But I've seen them. Some of them are really cool. So April's really into custom designs. I mean, I think her prized possession is the Gryffindor robe. But it takes dedication. You have to go on the internet outside the game to go and be able to generate the QR code to pull in the design. And have you bothered with trying to rope in, I say rope in, have you tried to bring in the best villagers? Oh, no. I I, I wish I had some amiibo cards, but no. But you can also exchange villagers, can't you? No. Oh, you can't. You can't really choose who's on your island. If you if you want to if you want someone to move out, you just got to wait. Or you can time travel, but I'm not time traveling. Okay, or you can get amiibo cards. Yeah, with the amiibo cards, you can force someone out, and you can choose who is evicted. And it's not subtle. It actually appears on the ATM machine that it's asking you if you want a, a specific villager, you can invite them in. Yeah, it it's like, oh yeah, we can help you for money. I'm just surprised there's like a tier tier listing of all the potential villagers. It's not surprising. Some of the villagers are really cute and some of the villagers are just horror shows. <laughs> do you have do you have any horror shows in your village? I mean maybe horror show is too strong a word. I don't think I've I don't have any more where I'm like, ugh, get them out. But they're certainly most of them not who I would have picked. Who have you got? Have you have you made use of these amiibo cards then? No, April's still working on it. You know, she, she has to invite them in every day. Then they'll appear and then you have to talk to them and see what they need or want. And then you just keep... Oh, for some reason, the word I've got is pleasure. <laughs> you don't want to pleasure them. You need to gain their favour. Not even that. That's not the right word either. Yeah, you need to fulfil their requests for three or four times and then they'll move in yeah basically bribe them yep so she's working on that but but whose cards does she have then i don't know okay fine but these are you know these this is a ridiculous as well because they're blind cards you open a pack and you don't know which amiibo cards you're going to get so you just gonna keep buying them until you get the ones you need yeah we should just buy an nfc tag writer and then just make our own amiibo cards seriously I don't think Nintendo would be very happy about that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm assuming it's just a regular NFC tag. I might be wrong. Maybe it's harder than that. Should you even need that? Could we could we fake it with an with a phone now? We can probably just write an iOS app or something. Sorry, this is a tangent. Let's not go there. Let's not go there right now. Let's talk about this later. Well, okay, so when it comes to my villages, then I've got two that I like. So there's Biscuit who's this orange dog. Like, he's literally a dog who's made out of oranges or something. It's very strange, but he's cute. And there's a fabulous sparkle horse, Julian. He's like a blue unicorn. Julian is, in fact, the only villager I actually invited to my village. So I went to, like, 10 different Nook Miles islands. You know, I took the flight, went to the island. There was a random villager there. I did this, like, 10 times until I found a villager that I liked, which was Julian. The rest of the villagers are all just randomly invited by Tom Nook. And most of them, it feels like it's not really most of them, but it, it just annoys me, right? Because there was an empty plot and I was like, oh, I need to fill this plot. But it's like 10 p.m. and I should really go to bed because it's work tomorrow. So I didn't go and rinse through like another dozen Nook Miles Plus island tickets. Woke up the next day, was talking to, you know, friends on this Animal Crossing WhatsApp group about what kind of villager I should try and get because I should I should try and get a cranky villager to get the cranky reactions because I think the different kinds of personalities teach you different reactions. Sorry, this is another tangent which is better researched on your own on the wiki if you want to know more. And then they were actually on my island that day because they had flown in to buy some stuff from my clothes shop and they're like, oh, but Mike, that plot is sold. And I was like, what do you mean it's sold? He's like, yeah, it's got a sold sign on it. And I was like, oh no. 
did Tom Nook sell that overnight? And they're like, yeah, you need to, you need to fill it the same day. And I was like, oh, damn it. Who, who's moved in? And they were like, oh, it's Annabelle. I think it's Annabelle. I don't know. Some anteater. Basically, she left one of my friend's islands and then she just moved into mine. And she was like, enjoy your stupid anteater. And I was like, damn it. This isn't the first time it happened. I had some giant green bear show up as well. And I was like, hey, this, this giant green bear showed up and they said they're from your island. And this other friend was just like, oh, she's a virus. You should get rid of her. I was like, yeah, thanks. I'm stuck with her now. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my island is just full of random villagers who I'm not best pleased with. They're all right. They're all right. I don't have like any of the famous rare ones though. Actually, I've got Dom, who is one of the new villagers. So I've got this wacky bodybuilding sheep who wears a tie-dye t-shirt. Do, do you give your villagers gifts? Do you talk to them and give them gifts? No. no yes. But it's all very random. Like, if I get a duplicate piece of clothing, yes, I'll gift it away. Oh, Really? Yes. Oh, I never thought to give them clothing because I'm worried they'll wear the clothing if I give it to them, then they look stupid. But that's how you you shape what they wear. They will wear what you give them. I guess I quite like what they're wearing at the moment. That's the thing. I've I've been really bad at giving them gifts, but I I think these other friends are more experienced with Animal Crossing because this is the first Animal Crossing game I've played. Some of them are really just like mechanically going through it. They're like, I'm going to become best friends with them. They're going to teach me all the reactions. I'm going to boot them out. Well, you know, they can't boot them out. But like when they say they want to leave, I'm going to let them leave. And I know, this is really dumb. <laughs> I think if you get to a certain level of friendship with them, they'll suggest, hey, I'm getting a bit tired of my catchphrase. Maybe I should have another one. Why don't you suggest me one? Have you had this? No. I went to a friend's island and I was talking to this horse, Renee, and she was like, how are you doing, you bitch? And I was like, what did you just say to me? And yeah, so he changed my catchphrase to, you bitch. I'm sorry. But... Who changed whose catchphrase? When you become sufficiently good friends with a villager, I think you can suggest that they change their catchphrase. So, you know, like, Mira, this little rabbit, she always says, Cottontail. You know, it's like, how are you yeah. doing, Cottontail? So, yeah, I don't know what Renee's catchphrase was meant to be, but when I met Renee on his island, her catchphrase was, ya bitch. <laughs> this game could be so rewarding, it seems. <laughs> In fact, this guy... I should tell you more about this guy's island. I, I can't remember if I mentioned this when we talked about it last time, but I'm just going to say it again anyway, because it's just so funny. Because he had this vision about his island. And so he flattened the, he, he unlocked the terraforming tools and he deconstructed all of the cliffs and all of the rivers and made the island a completely flat green plain. And then he wanted to build like a mountain to put like his house on, like a castle, but discovered he couldn't move resident services. So he was really sad and now he's not sure what to do. But anyway, in preparation for building this like perfect island that he had envisioned for himself, he moved all the villagers together into like one small area of the island. And there was like one pink bear villager that he really likes. So she's wearing like a pretty dress and has like nice stuff. All of the other villagers are wearing, like, rags. He just gave them, like, all peasants' clothes and, like, torn jeans and stuff. So, all of his villagers are just, like, in the gulag or something. And then there's, like, the, the one, like, beautiful pink bear who gets to live like a princess. So you section them off? Yeah, they're, like, they're, like, all clustered together in, like, this tiny little part of the island. But I think you do need a theme for your island, right? Like, I think this is what I'm really struggling with. I don't know what to make my island. That's why my that's why I'm kind of like just doing the dailies now. I'm kind of like, I'm just lost, right? I haven't figured out the theme. I feel like you need to declutter first. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, part of me does think, oh, maybe I should do what this guy did and just like deconstruct it so I have a blank slate. But then I think that's crazy. I want to, I want to 
build something that emphasizes and enhances the natural beauty of my island. And so instead, I've just got piles of crap all over the floor. A random funny story as well, where it crosses into the real world. I legit had a meeting about Animal Crossing at work. And I was brought into the meeting as the Animal Crossing expert. I thought it was really funny since it's become quite a phenomenon, right? And so I think marketing people wanted to understand more about Animal Crossing, you know, as its potential for digital events or something. And so they were like, we need to understand more about Animal Crossing. Can we have a meeting about Animal Crossing? I was like, for sure, I'll consult about Animal Crossing. I'll bring in my Switch. And, and, you know, it wasn't just me. There were several. It turned out like there were like a dozen people in the office who were all like, Animal Crossing, I'll bring in my Switch too. And we had like an Animal Crossing party. (laughs) Now the official work Slack has a turnips channel. (laughs) What's the, what insight did you offer? Is it a go or no go? Oh, I don't know. I think it's more just, I think it's, I think it's just more for people who don't play games or don't play Animal Crossing to get a sense of what Animal Crossing is. Because I think a lot of people have heard about it now or heard about its popularity since coronavirus-related lockdowns. But if you don't play computer games, it must surely be like a completely alien concept. Like, there's a tiny island where I buy clothes? Like, what? You know, so I think it helps to see these things and then show off, like, custom designs. Obviously, I'm not doing this, but there are other people who who do. And... Then also just the mechanics of like, oh, so how does it work when you invite someone to your island? Or how can we kick them out if we want to kick them out? Or what's a dodo code? What's a switch code? Like a friend code? You know, like people don't know any of these things. And so, yeah, I was consulting and they were like, oh, so we can have a thing where it's like a treasure hunt and you have to dig stuff up. And it's like, well, no, actually, because you can't dig on another person's island unless you're best friends. So KFC Philippines have done this? They have their own island. I, I, that's the thing I think is really funny, right? Because who can visit this island? Are they really running a switch all the time where you can just become friends with them and visit? I'm sure they're not. It's, it's just, they probably invited a few people and then it's just the screenshots of it being out there. Get them into the, yeah, into the public consciousness. You make an Animal Crossing island, suddenly you're famous. True, because they just need a screenshot. Yeah. So they can share that. Yeah, exactly. Although, if they will send me a Dodo code and I can go there and buy KFC, I will be incredibly impressed. That would be amazing. That would actually be amazing if you could go to the KFC island and order some KFC and they would deliver you KFC. I mean, like, think about it, right? I mean, this is the potential of Animal Crossing that I feel Nintendo is not exploiting, right? Like... I'm sure KFC have done this in spite of Nintendo. You know, if KFC were to go to Nintendo and say, hey, we really want to make an Animal Crossing island with KFC, Nintendo would, like, not give them the time of day. But there's so much potential. Everyone loves Animal Crossing. If only the stupid, you know, Dodo codes and... uh, the, The whole thing is so painful. You know the time it takes to fly to someone's island and then when someone leaves, everyone has to stop everything they're doing and watch the little animation of them flying away. I don't know if it's an actual like performance limitation of the Switch. Like it can't deal with saving the game while maintaining the island gameplay for everyone else. Or if it's just, it was easier so they did it that way. But it's really annoying. I think you're onto something. There are so many corporate islands that I would visit for merch. I just want merch. Exactly. You know, you could you just imagine like a Gap or a Nike island and you go and you buy the branded clothes. This would be amazing advertising for that brand and a great revenue stream for Nintendo. Like people want it. People, I mean, Nintendo must realize this. They did that Mercedes tie-in with Mario Kart 8, didn't they? Yep. They just need to make visiting an island less painful. Or just maintain, like, corporate islands for you to visit. I mean, I can't believe I'm shilling this. This is actually awful. What's happened to me? But at the same time, I want to go to KFC Island. So, (laughs) I just want the merch. I just want, yeah, I want a bucket of KFC in my home. Exactly. Are we ready to talk turnips? 
How did your turnip obsession start? So, a friend gave me money to buy turnips. And so I bought turnips. And then I was actually really lucky because they knew someone who had a really good turnip price. So then I flew to their island and I sold the turnips. And that's how I made my first million. And then I invested that million into more turnips. And the cycle has continued. I've actually... I've actually chilled out a lot. I just buy one inventory full of turnips now. But for a while, I was buying multiple inventory loads of turnips. But if you're committed to managing one inventory load, why not do multiples? Because you're checking every day anyway. I I can't be bothered to wait through the loading screen so many times, honestly. That's really what it boils down to. Like, I can't be bothered. Selling one inventory load is manageable. And the reason I buy one inventory load is because I think there's a non-zero chance that I will just be too busy and I won't be able to sell them now and whatever. I can afford to lose 400k now. Okay. Or or more likely, I'll sell them for whatever the price is on my island on the Saturday night if I had to. So I probably won't lose 400k, but, you know. So I've had April deal turnips for me because it doesn't make sense to have two people doing the task. I'm surprised by the commitment. Like, you've used a, a price predictor app and you seem to swear by it. It is. It is quite a commitment. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be working from home when I'm working from home, but I won't lie. It was easier to do the turnips when I was working from home because I could roll out of bed, turn on the switch, check the morning turnip price. Midday rolls around, lunch break, turn on the switch, check the afternoon turnip price. And... Yes, there are turnip price trackers or predictors, I think websites and apps, where you can put in your island's turnip prices and it will kind of pattern match to what turnip pattern you're going to get. And if it sees you're going to get the big spike pattern, it will say, you know, your big spike is going to happen on this day. Kind of thing. So you can get an idea of when's a good time to sell turnips on your island. And if all your friends are doing this too as well, then obviously you can you can tell each other, oh, I'm probably going to have a good turnip price on Thursday. And so they'll know to hold off, you know, they're selling, perhaps. Or if they've got a good turnip price on the Monday and it's like, you know, good inverted commas, but it turns out to be like 280. But you know someone else is going to have a good one later in the week. Then you think, okay, maybe I'll hold out then because 280, I can probably do better. There is a whole strategy to it. I think, to be honest, if you're willing to go all out, there are obviously Discord channels and so on for this. Like, I'm actually in one where you can just see it scrolling past, like everyone putting up their turnip prices. But because it's the internet and it's full of strangers, it's quite a faff because you've got to get into the queue and you've got to pay, you know, like the entry fee for their island, which will be like two Nook Miles tickets or like a big star piece or something. You know, they'll want something rare from you in order to access the good turnip price on their island. But if you do that, you can always get a good price, like 500 plus. So Animal Crossing plays that in real time. Did you offset your clock for convenience? No. But you did? Yeah. We offset it so that midday rolled in at 11pm. So that that's when we're, that's when it's being played. So it made, made sense. I find it really funny. So, so you can see the turnip price before an afternoon. Yes, exactly. I guess it's practical. I the thing is, you're you're prioritizing turnips over everything else. I mean, the the problem is, I guess, if you play Animal Crossing at the same time every day, you will miss stuff because certain certain fish and bugs and what have you, and uh, yeah, the turnip price. In fact, you know, events happen at certain times. So if you always play at the same time, you'll always miss the events that don't happen at that time. Are you playing throughout the day? When I was working from home, I may have cheekily snuck on every now and then. That's why I was AFK a lot for a while, because I would open up my island and be like, oh, this is what's in my shop today. And then people would come and go. And every now and then I would just take a look at it. Talking of turnip prices and going to your friend's islands, we had this last minute moment with you. There was the day when I had a good turnip price. And all day, people were flying into my... Like, literally, 
from noon onwards until my shop closed, people were flying into my island because I was giving out the dodo code and the people I gave the dodo code out to gave the dodo code to their friends and their friends and so on. And like so many people flew into my island that day and I made loads of money. I actually made more money from people just leaving me bags of bells on my island as like thanks than I actually did from selling my own turnips. So I think I made like two million from my own turnips and I made another two million plus from like the tips. But then I messaged you and I said, I've got a really good turnip price if you want to sell. And you showed up at like 9.59 or something and the shop closes at 10. You madman. It was. It was so... Like, there was some weird moment where you had to go in through the door first and that meant we had to wait for your animation to finish. Thought, that's it. We're done. Mike has prevented (laughs) us from going in. Because I didn't know when you were going to arrive. I actually didn't know when you were going to arrive. And I I thought you knew where the shop was, but I actually wasn't sure you were going to get there before the shop closed because it was so close to the wire. And so I thought... If I get into the shop, it probably won't close while I'm in there. So I ran in and I went in the shop and you were literally a second behind me, which I didn't realize because I think you were off screen. And so me going into the shop meant that you couldn't go into the shop. And you said the lights went out on the shop. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, no, sorry, I've ruined it for you. (laughs) But But you made it in. It totally makes sense. If you're in the shop, they're not closing the shop on you. I apparently they do now. Apparently, in a in a recent patch, they've changed it, and they will actually just kick you out. That makes sense because otherwise, you're just going to sit there forever. Yeah, as people come in. But yeah, they didn't kick us out, and you sold your turnips at like ten o two or something, right? Like we sold the turnips past ten o'clock, but you got the good price. Yeah. So, ooh, that's a close one. Any more turnip stories? Nah, nothing turnip related. I guess I've got more visitor stories. Like the time I tried to give away my fossils because I don't need them anymore. And then people just came and trashed my island. So rude. What does that mean? (laughs) I think... So, people who didn't know each other came to my island and they were chatting using the in-game chat and I was kind of AFK. And... (laughs) They were just egging each other on. And they just went around my island and they, sh- they shook down all the fruit from all my trees. So rude. And then they picked up loads of weeds and started planting weeds all over my island. And I was, I was AFK. So I was like, you know, standing somewhere. And then when I went back to look at my Switch, I was surrounded by weeds. And I was like, what happened? It was like I'd been mugged or something. And then I was looking at the chat log and I was like, what did you do? And then and they're like, I'm really sorry. They were just egging me on. And I was like, whatever. Do you now have a a pathway, a fenced off pathway to certain buildings, certain whatevers? No, I don't care. I think it's funny. I think my island is fake. I think, to be honest, it was between me and her like who had the trashiest island. And so I was like, you just helped me win trashiest island. I hope you're happy. <laughs> yeah, my island is terrible. Some friends do have really beautiful islands. But then I looked at their playtime and it's like 300 hours plus or something. So maybe when I'm 300 hours plus, my island will be beautiful too. That's That's what it costs. I'm I'm not sure it's worth it, but it is so beautiful. I've only seen beautiful islands on YouTube and they are truly beautiful. Yeah, it is amazing. They've even done like custom designs. Like one, one of them, their island is named after their dog and the flag on their island is their dog. It's really good. I want you to have a beautiful island because I want to know what's going on in there. In my head. You want my island to be an expression of my inner my inner world. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to come up with that theme.
Shall we finish? Yeah, let's finish. Mike, something you mentioned earlier on, it's a lot like real life. I really think that's the case. I'm just hoarding things over time, and I don't know what the purpose is. But maybe it's a case of me not being the island representative, the resident representative. Would that have given me greater purpose? Actually, can you terraform stuff if you're not the resident representative? I don't think so. So so it's unlocked, but you can't do it? I'm not sure. I'm such a second-rate citizen. I guess maybe then the pressure's off for you. You don't need to make it beautiful. You just need to make your house beautiful. I don't know. But maybe that's what I'm missing in life. A second switch. You're right. Go out there and buy another switch. (laughs) And start again. Sorry, I know that's not what you meant, but it's funny. (laughs) It's tough though, right? Because making making a beautiful island yeah it is a strange goal unto itself it's like it it is about like living your perfect virtual life and yet how can you do it and perfect is the enemy of good right i think this is the problem like i find myself just doing the dailies and then looking at the island and trying to like envision this beautiful island it's like where am i going to put my where am i going to put my orchards where am I going to put my museum and how am I going to build the beautiful environment for the museum to be in? And it's just like, oh, but I'll have to move these houses. And I'll have to cut down these trees and I'll have to landscape this mountain. And it's just like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. So you're looking at the bigger picture. I'm so busy looking for the bigger picture that I'm unable to move my shop closer to my airport, which I should really do, for example. Right? Like, I don't know. It's easy just to do the dailies and then leave it as a problem for another day. It's so strange. Maybe there is some deep philosophy to Animal Crossing. Maybe maybe there is some insight you can get. Maybe it's not just a pointless consumption simulator. Maybe it's a strong predictor of something else. If your island is full of trash and you've let it be like that, they signify something. <laughs> Are you going to say what that something is? You've got better things to do. Oh, okay. I really don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know how long I'll keep playing it for, though. I mean, I'm amazed I'm still playing it every day, doing the dailies every day, selling my turnips every week. I, I think it's because it just changes little by little and... There's no real benefit to binging on it, right? You just do a little bit and it adds up alarmingly. But it sounds like you need to start working on your island. Like, do you have parts between your main clusters of buildings? I I think I need to chip away at that a bit at a time and accept that I won't get it perfect. Uh, Well, I won't get it perfect right away. For some reason, I, I've associated with it not being perfect as only as disappointing for you. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly why I can't start. It's like, yes, it's trash now, but I haven't tried. And if I try and it's still trash, then I'm a failure. Is this the insight into my mind you wanted? No. <laughs> no. Okay, well, too bad. You've got it anyway. Yeah, maybe I should start by just trying to move my shop. But even that costs money. But you have a lot of money, so it's fine. A lot of bells. I'm a billionaire, it's fine. It is oh, It is so fun when you start out and it's the blank slate. And it's like, this island has so much potential. I can make it into a paradise. And then before you know it, your island's full up with like delinquents that Tom Nook invited. And there's just like trash all over the ground. And all your trees are mixed up and you don't know which ones produce fruit and which ones don't. Or which ones are peaches and which ones are pears. But that's how you like it. That's a fair reflection of you. <laughs> I'm not sure whether to be insulted or not it's like the emails you can pass through it i work through it this is my system i own it you know what yeah maybe you're right maybe you're right 
I, I, I think it will be interesting to talk about Animal Crossing again in like a year's time or something. You know, did we still play it? What are our islands like now? Because, yeah, it's a slow burn kind of game. It's not like we played it, we finished it, we put it down. I probably won't play it every day in the future. But I will probably be playing it a little bit every now and then. Okay. I thought I would let April start and I would take control of her character. But she has maintained momentum. So we'll see what happens. So that's it for now. For Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. Makes me smile this game. A lot of love. A lot of hate. And next time what will we be playing i gotta admit i thought this was my pick and next time was your pick but apparently next time is my pick animal crossing is my pick so for next time i'm gonna pick the outer wilds because i'm doing a terrible job of playing through my backlog and the outer wilds is now available on steam and it reminded me that I wanted to play The Outer Wilds. So it's got a launch day sale in Hong Kong. It's only 70 Hong Kong dollars, which is less than 10 US dollars, which seems like a real bargain. Launch day was in the past? It, it launched like months ago on the Epic Store. When did it launch on Steam? <laughs> like last week. Is it still in the window? It is still in the window. So, for next time, the book club game is The Outer Wilds, not The Outer Worlds, The Outer Wilds. <laughs> it's a strange 22-minute, 22 22-minute, 22 20-ish-minute loop with kind of like knowledge checkpoints. You just learn more as you play the game, and that lets you make progress or at least that's as much as i know about it so going into it pretty much blind apparently it's great so we'll see giant bomb game of the year can't be bad game of, and you you highly respect giant bomb yep i love their game of the year discussions yep i respect them we were lost levels club we still are lost levels club Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else. Reddit slash r slash Lost Levels Club. So Mike. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for seeing a partial solar eclipse. Although now my retinas hurt because I didn't take the advice of looking at it through a pinhole. I just looked at it and then my eyes hurt. And I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> so Michael says bye. Bye bye.